In this week's podcast, we take a look back at all the goings on in February involving BMW, Motorbase, PMR, and a Rockstar's son, while also getting you up to date on when Media Day will be and the final speculation of the last three spots on the grid. Yes, hello, and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast, where the shoots of recovery are on the way. We may get to a BTCC event this year yet. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, pleased by that news uh, that has been released in the UK now, that, that we're on the road to possible recovery, um, and that means the road to possible spectators at events, and, and more than like one or two events of the year. Uh, wondering whether they'll push the calendar back slightly further because I think we were discussing that they've got a big a big break in the middle of the season which we normally have whether they'll condense that down to get as many fans at as many events as possible this season because I think we're all all dying to get back yeah I completely agree I think that every event will be a sellout this time around that all ones that we can attend will be a sellout um I know there's uh, some conversation about letting up to 10,000 spectators into sports stadia. I imagine Silverstone probably holds more than that. But if we can get 10,000 to most of the events, then that will be a, a good number on the on the banks and a good feeling of normality back, which would be excellent. So fingers crossed we can get to a couple this year. And hopefully we'll have some good weather for it as well. I like rain. I'm quite happy to watch it in the rain. <laughs> okay, if you want to stand there in the rain, that's fine. Yes, I agree. It makes the racing a hell of a lot better, but... <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got a poncho. I've got. I think I've got a uh, Chevrolet poncho somewhere from years back. So, failing that, I can borrow my father's big yellow Seat coat from even further back. So oh. I'm sure we'll between us we'll, we'll have the regalia to uh, to weather the storm. They are some throwbacks. Uh, well, we've been away for a little while, um, about a month, and not much really has happened over that time, uh, which is why we haven't brought you up to date with things until now. Um, so we'll be looking into sort of like four four main items today. Um, a few more spots filled up on the grid um, and some interesting driver and team news Um, I think we should probably start at the top of the field where we expect them to be with BMW now BMW last year only ran two cars uh, due to the pandemic Uh, Andrew Jordan wasn't able to get it together shall we say or, or was sort of like forced aside from some of his comments on Twitter possibly insinuating such things I think there's um, some stuff to come out should we say in the future as we're still waiting for Plato's second book where we get the full BMR story I think one day we might get the full BMW story from Andrew but you're right there's certainly been some disparaging comments on Twitter that may suggest some bridges have been burnt should we say yeah I'm looking forward to the book from from Jordan that shows all the diagrams of the BMW showing how it, it's it's not mid-engined and and stuff like that um but yeah so so BMW had confirmed much earlier in in this year that they'll be running the the three cars again and, and we all thought okay right well you got Turkington he's he's been confirmed now coming back trying to go for that fifth title once again Oliphant last season had a brilliant season, um, keeps improving year on year, and he is also back. Um, and then the third driver was a little bit up for debate, wasn't it? Um, 
There, there are a couple. Well, of, certainly from you. <laughs> there are a couple of drivers, possibly with, with a look in. Um, people were thinking that possibly Jordan would come back um, with WSR uh, when the news was announced that um, Team Parker Racing wouldn't be on the grid. Jelly's name was thrown into the hat, and I think you'd also thrown in Matt Jackson's name, who's raced in the BMW 3 Series before, and and just as a complete wild card, because. I'd like to throw those in there occasionally. Um, I, I, I stuck Nick Hamilton's name in there. Um, however, it has now com- been confirmed that Stephen Jelly has gone back to WSR for a season um, due to Team Parker racing. Not not putting a package together, shall we say, for this season. Well, it, it seems that Team Parker were trying to do some form of deal with Carl Bordley um, and join BMW 1 Series Power um, and I think they mentioned in an Autosport article that they were potentially looking at building their own car, but only financially that only works with two cars. Um, and obviously, Bordley, as we know, is the third driver at the Team Hard, Team Laser Tools, RCIB, weird and amalgamation. All the other cars going on the grid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he'll be in Infinity. Um, so that's effectively, I think, been part of the reason Team Parker off the grid. And I also think that in this COVID budget world, they're probably got more of an eye on king uh in the porsches who sorry kane in the porsches no king's um, right it is king yeah. it is king i've got my fantasy football on my mind it is king um <laughs> harry king that's why and anyway uh they've probably got their eye on him in the porsches and where to go next with, with his racing career because i think it's fair to say that he is very much on the up and jelly is not necessarily on the down but Plateaued. he's not going to have the same yeah, he's not going to be at the same level or of achievement that King can uh, can get to. Um, as soon as Team Parker announced as not being on the grid, I pretty much had cemented in my mind that Jelly would be at WSR. He has, of course, raced with them before in the orange BMW 12, RAC 12 days. Twelve seasons ago, he was with Team RAC. Uh, 2009 season. That... He was there for two years, 2008-2009. Wow. Um, he had two wins in that time, with a couple of podiums as well, and in 2009 he finished sixth in the championship. So he has a little bit of pedigree with them, um, and I, I, I wouldn't have ex- expected much would have changed between now and then. Yes, a few team personnel may have left and new ones come come in, but that team has always been run in a very, very similar way. Um, so I think he'll he'll slot in really nicely into that team. Yeah, and I think it's also fair to say that I think Jelly has kept contacts with WSR throughout his time on the grid, having raced BMWs for the majority of his solo career on the grid. Yeah, apart um, from no. uh, in 2017 where he was in the full focus with Team Parker Racing, he's always yeah. been in a BMW yeah. in the touring cars. Exactly, so I think it's fair to say he's probably got some contacts with WSR and yeah, they've supplied him with cars and stuff in the past. So um, yeah, it wasn't. it's not a great surprised to see Stephen Jelly back it's a, it's it a the safe, boldest of moves it's a safe BMW? move isn't it I was going to say it's not the boldest of moves from BMW but it's a safe move it's a safe pair of hands relatively he'll pick up enough points well he'll pick up points in the, in the yeah. car um, and with that in mind it, it, it makes a lot of sense it'll be interesting to see how much uh, sponsorship he's had to bring um, whether we're going to have a relaxation in the rules you can only have two cars under one team banner or if it would be 
Stephen Jelly, or sorry, Team BMW with MetaCloud contracts, for example, mm. that that remains to be seen. Yeah, I I think that that car will have a, certainly a different livery uh, with the MetaCloud sponsorship yeah. that he brings with him, um, and I don't. I don't see Dynamics letting anyone else on the grid run three cars if they're in a, a manufacturer and a, a team's title fight. Um, so I don't think the the Infinity example, for example, I think that will be just Sutton and um, Aiden, and then Carl Bordley will be separate to that, but still running the Q50. Yeah, possibly. So we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, Dynamics would have had a chance, presumably, to put a third driver on if they wanted to. Um, certainly they've got the resource you'd have thought to do so but I, I think yeah Jelly won't count towards the manufacturer or the uh, team points but I think as I mentioned to you when you suggested Nick Hamilton last pod because it's BMW they've got to promote a certain winning brand shall we say and I think Jelly will run mid to front rather than mid to yes. back which I think is probably <laughs> I don't think Nick would have ran mid to front no. Um, so Jelly's a Jelly, for the BMW brand for the BMW race brand. It's a it's a sensible move. Matt Jackson, um, where well, he's not going to be on the grid at all. Um, we'll get to that a bit more in the PMR news. But due to COVID, he's not been able to bring for his personal sponsors, which is a shame. Cause I think he would have probably been a good fit of that car and in the third space as well. But yeah, Jelly was the most obvious choice. And um, I think it's. It's not last chance saloon because he's raced in the series as a privateer for mm. so long, but you kind of think that this is a really good opportunity in a in a really good car. There's kind of you feel he's got to make the absolute best of this. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, it it's something that he needs to grab with both hands and try and run with, um, especially if he's looking to go back to Team Parker next year. Will he possibly be looking to upgrade to this three series that he's going to get to drive? Um, on the car, are we going to see uh, the brand new 3 Series with the facelift? Will be interesting to see. Personally, I don't think so. I think they'll wait till the hybrid era next next year. See, I disagree. I think that they are going to run the new car on the basis that they've given the old car effectively to Sicily. So I'm wondering if they're going to, if that's part of the reason that Sicily have got two of the 3 Series that have run the last mm. two years, is because BMW are going to run the brand new facelift version of the cocaine nostrils um, and run that one instead I, I personally don't like the new 3 series I have to say I'm not a big fan of the, the front but given the fact that they've now given or supplied two 3 series to Sicily I wonder if that means they are going to run the newer car um, because obviously it's backed by BMW racing yep. division so yeah um, on on the other two in Turkington and Olofen, much of a muchness really um, you don't see BMW changing up their driver lineup that often because they know what consistency they can have with those two um, and I think again Oliphant will look to improve and Turkington will look to challenge and again you know, there's, there's a chemistry oh, yes. between those two they do work together you know, they're, they're, not, they're not rivals in, in that sense you know, they don't fight um, they get on well as a team we saw that last year with uh, Oliphant moving out of the way for Turkington there's a, you know, there was a there's a, almost an acceptance of there is a team o order. Um, opening race of this season, what what are we betting that Turkington repays the favour when it really doesn't matter? <laughs> no, that, that that goose has long since been cooked, I think. But I mean, you know, you know there is a there's a chemistry there, there's an understanding there. Um, and Oliphant, as you said in your your um, bit, he is improving all the time. 
I think he's got to win a couple of races outright this season, if I'm being honest. I know he won from reverse grid. I think he's got to win a couple um, outright. and um, or, or at least certainly be in the battle uh, from outright yeah, races. Yeah, look competitive. Because he qualified fairly well over the season. Yeah, he, he was a fairly decent qualifier. But I think he needs to certainly be challenging for that top step on the podium a little more often because last season I can't recall too many times he was challenging for the lead in, in, in the way that championship rivals were um, but equally that's not really his role at BMW his role is to score as many points as possible as long as Turkin's getting the wins so uh, it, it surprised me slightly that we've not had a BMW 1-2 for a long yeah. time I can't remember the last 1-2 I think Dynamics had a 1-2 sooner as it were um, when was it a Brands Hatch at the finale of 2019 we had yeah, Matt Neal so. in and, that wet race um, Camish yeah I believe yeah. so so, so I can't actually remember the last BMW 1-2 we had. Um, so I think that's got to be a target for this year is to try and get a 1-2 or at least a 1-3 on the yeah, podium. Yeah, definitely. A 1-2-3 would be excellent, but I don't see that happening. Ooh, that would be a, a, decent, a cheeky little bet, wouldn't it? To have all three of them on the podium in one race. Croft? Yeah, I don't see it happening personally, but we'll, we'll have to see. No, no, I don't, I don't see it happening personally. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I think, I think as we've mentioned, it's a safe move for BMW. They'll they'll score enough points, and Jelly won't embarrass no. too much. So it'll be, yeah, good. Well, um, Motorbase are also another team that have confirmed their lineup. Um, we already knew that they would be running the two four or the four Ford Focuses now that um, they've been taken over by MB Motorsport, um, and the leadership team there um, and there has been a few sw- seat swaps shall we say yeah so as you say um, MB and Motorbase have effectively merged and become one in some ways I wonder if Motorbase are now the secondary team uh, because if you look at the drive lineup in comparison you'd argue it's possible so I'll go through MB first um, all four will be running the Ford Focus uh, which Motorbase ran last year uh, and the MB team is Jake Hill, who retains his seat. We already knew that. He'd been announced prior to yep. the end of last season, even concluding that he'd be returning. Uh, and he's probably got the best end of the deal because he's got an upgrade in a teammate in Ollie Jackson. That's a really, um, really good upgrade the grid. as well. It is a good upgrade because they're both fairly young drivers, both improved a hell of a lot over the last couple of seasons. Argu- arguably the two most um, improved over the last couple of seasons for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's. Fair. I can't think of anybody off the bat, with the exception yeah. of maybe Oliphant, to, to challenge that title. But yeah, yeah, it's a good, good suggestion. Um, I'm glad Jackson's back. There was some worry, I think, that once the team was taken over, and we knew that Osborne was guaranteed one of the seats because of who his, you know, his father is involved in the management structure. I think there was a worry, wasn't there, that that we might lose Ollie Jackson. Um, so I'm very, very pleased he's back on the grid. And actually, that MB team, that's a really good dark horse for the independence team, yep. I think. There's no reason... And an independent driver, yep. for that matter. Um, because you look at some of the other independents, are they stronger on paper than um, Speedworks? I think yes, because Smelt is an yep. unknown entity um, in, in this and level, arg- really. Arguably, are they better arguably the car is showing or showed more consistency last season than the Toyota did. Quite possibly. Um, and also, Butch has got to learn how to yep. drive a new car again. Whereas, um, you know, I just hope it's Jake Hill, but Jackson has won two yep. races in that car. Um, so he's going to be 
coming into this season absolutely hot, sky high on confidence. He's going to have the um, teachings of Blundell as well, which for a mentor role, that's not a bad person nope. to have to be mentoring alongside of Jake. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving all the credit to him, but you look at the improvement Jake has made over since being under Blundell, both as a teammate and as a principal or, or mentor, whatever his role is. He has made a hell of a lot of improvement while he's yeah, been around. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, so uh, you look at, you know, I, I think they really are. Accelerate maybe aside the strongest independent team on the grid. Um, and that's got to be their title. Uh, their aim has got to be to win that independence title and maybe even the independence driver title. Although, thinking about it, you have got laser tools, of course, mm. but a lot will depend on how Moffat does this yeah. season. Um, and then on the other side of the garage, as it were, we've got the motor-based the team. team. The, well, you look at the driver lineup, and with respect, I think you have to say it is. So Osborne has swapped from MB to motor-base, and alongside him returning is Andy Neat. Now, both had, I'd say, indifferent seasons last year. I think Osborne in particular disappointed with his relatively poor showing in the Jack Sears in particular. Um, the the form the form between both drivers was not great uh, as they were well outshone by teammates. Yep. Um, and didn't cover themselves in glory in respect to um, racing pedigree and able to to battle with people. They they were very much. I think what's I really know, interesting this there. year with with the way they're set up is that who's driver one, who's driver two, <laughs> and who's mentoring the other I mean with with MB okay there's not a clear driver you might argue it's Hill possibly but they're both being mentored by Blundell now is he yep. motor, is he mentoring all four or is he just focusing on MB now considering that he's part of MB Motorsport I can't really see why he'd be necessarily mentoring the other two drivers so who's <laughs> the, the whole dynamic at Motorbase seems very odd I mean last year Butcher was numero uno Jackson was the backup, and then Neat was sort of doing running his own, his own race. Yeah, yeah, running his own race. They had effectively had a driver at the front, a driver in the middle, and a driver at the rear. That was effectively yeah. their their season. You know, with with the odd changes, you know, Jackson getting more to the front as the season went on. But you know, it was a top, middle, lower. This year, I mean, it it sounds daft. Can you see Motorbase scoring a top ten? I know we're a long way off the season starting, but without trying to catastrophize <laughs> before a wheel's even turned. C- can you see it? Well, you've, you've got Sam Osborne coming into a car, one that he doesn't know, but showed good pace and good reliability last season. And then you've got Andy Neat, who didn't show great pace. Yes, he had a couple of good performances early in the season, but and he's been in the car for a season, but he never had great pace in the car. Now, if if you're looking... If you're Sam Osborne looking to set up this new focus, you're looking back at data from last season, and Andy Neat's data probably isn't the best driver to go off of. Yes, having Ollie Jackson in the partner team will help somewhat, but he's also going to want to concentrate on his own aspirations. So yeah, it's a very difficult dynamic to try and work out, and personally, I'm not quite sure how it will work. No, I mean, you know, they can't really use Butcher's data from last year because Butcher, by his own admission, has such a unique driving style that he couldn't even help Jackson last year with the car because they were so... He wrestles it. Yeah, they were so different in the way they set the car up. Um, neat, perhaps, with the year under his belt. I mean, he showed 
there were glimpses. I think Brands at the last in race two of the last race of the season where he gambled on the wets and he actually had quite good pace and looked decent for a, a couple of laps. I just don't. Well, Brands at the start of the season as well. He looked good. Yeah. I think, I think I think he had one one mistake all weekend, which was the spin, which dropped him back from what would have been his best finish of the season. I think the problem with Osborne is that he's now had three seasons in the touring cars, three different cars. I mean, seat hopping's all well and good if you're a driver like Butcher who can seemingly do it. You look at the drivers who flourish; it tends to be the ones who stay at a team for a couple of years. Get the yep. look at Sutton. Look at Sutton. It took him, you know, okay, he went straight into. Um, into the Infinity and did really well but go back to Subaru he stuck at the team and he kept getting results yep. he was building through all the time Turkington is stuck with BMW builds through Camish is stuck at Dynamics and looks more and more assured in the car so is seat hopping's at BTC Cook. yep yep seat hopping is really difficult because every car is set up so differently hmm. and you you know some you'll get on with some you won't and it, I think if you're a rookie like uh, Osborne is 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 seat hopping and car hopping a good thing? I don't know, and I, I think, well, I unless don't know. He, unless he finds the 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 special formula that works for him in a certain car. Possibly. I know you said that it's a better car than he had last year, but let's not forget Hill absolutely embarrassed him last year in the same oh, yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. same car. I don't know. It's a long way to go, and I don't want to write them off before the season's even started. But am I as excited about motorbase this year as I was last year? No. Do I think they're going to win the independence? No. So, nope. yeah. Interesting. They're, they're going to be far, far outshone by MB Motorsport. I, I think you're right. Um, okay, moving to PMR then, uh, Powermax Racing. Uh, we know Jason Plato is back, so that's good Whee. for. Well, that's good. He adds something to the sport, doesn't he? He's the Marmite character. Oh, yeah. you, you love him or hate him, he is back. He hasn't, he hasn't sold enough books yet. No, he'll be flogging those up down the pit lane, I'm sure. Probably with a nice heavy COVID discount on them. It's, you know, to try and shift <laughs> a few more copies. Um, we don't know who his teammate for this year is going to be. We'll come. We'll touch on that a little bit when we get to the speculation section. What we do know is that um, Jack Constable will be joining the team as a development driver uh, with a view of having him fully fledged for the 2022 campaign. That's interesting because I've not seen any other team do this for a long time if ever have a effectively a, a contract in waiting yeah it's it's a strange move and as you say it has been a long time since i've seen anything like this really the the only thing i can kind of associate it with is um matt neil and his son and obviously he's been seeing his son through come through tcr and stuff like that knowing that probably one day he will come into the main dynamics team and be able to take over that role but that that's very much a, a father-son dynamic whereas this is a junior program yeah with a and one incentive as well for constable is to do well he's going to compete in the tcr as well i yep. should point out um whilst doing development for the touring car uh pmr interestingly team. not Hell of an not incentive. in an astra though he's going to be in a, a leon cooper no, that is interesting yeah, but I partly wonders if they are keeping half an eye on how that's going to do in the touring cars. And PMR have been in the Astra yeah. for a while now. It's <laughs> probably due an upgrade going into the 22 season. So that's that comes to mind. Why they're going to are they eyeing a switch? Um, we're obviously moving into the hybrid era. If Vauxhall don't want to uh, give manufacturer backing going into the hybrid era, will they perhaps go for a different car? I mean, one assumes they're going to have to upgrade 
probably going into the hybrid era next year. So perhaps they're just testing the water, mm. shall we say. D having their uh, fingers in a, a few pies. Yeah, uh, as I said, Matt Jackson won't be the second driver having uh, had some personal sponsors fall through, which is a, a big shame because I think a lot of people, yourself included, were looking forward to having Matt back on the grid. Yeah. Um, Partly wonders if we'll ever see him back on the grid now. I don't. This that almost felt like the last knockings. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, last chance saloon. I think it was. Um, and it, it was a shame that everything came together at just sort of like the wrong point for him with the the pandemic and thing and and PMR not being able to make it financially viable for them to run him. I understand not running Plato because he's a paid driver, but not being able to run Matt Jackson as as a sole operator of that car last season when they were still giving drivers guest drives, it, it it's a confusing one for me. Um, but yeah, it, it will be a shame not to have him on the grid because he he's a well-established British touring car racer and race winner, and nearly man, very very nearly. So. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Um, as I say, I, I do fear we won't see him back at all now, if I'm being honest. Um, what's really killing us all is who is the second driver at PMR. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that on the speculation section. Uh, one driver who we cannot speculate any longer is Rick Parfit. Would you like to explain that one? I, I'm, I'm quite pleased by this one because it was picked up really early on in the... the sort of like driver announcements and teams going all oh, right we've got this driver we've got this driver and he popped up with a, a post on i believe his instagram going "Ooh, plans for 2021 ahead possibly the btcc grid and i mentioned that to you like who and you're like no <laughs> can't be um and then it came out what a week or two ago that he would be the fourth driver for accelerate motorsport now Rick Parfit is the son of, or Rick Parfit Jr. is the son of Rick Parfit, who was a guitarist, I believe, in Status Quo. Um, he was a singer. He may have been a singer. I'm pretty sure he played guitar as well. Um, he, Rick Parfit Jr., his son, has been in sports cars, um, also a mu musician, and owns his own uh, corporate event agency. So he's got plenty of money coming in. Something that I think Accelerate were probably looking for um, brings quite a few sponsors with him, um, and he's not not afraid to race. So he's been racing um, since 2012. Uh, did the Janetta GT5 Challenge? Um, did 14 races, had three podiums, finished ninth in the championship. To 2013, he moved to the British GT4 Trophy, had nine races with three wins, seven podiums, and won it. Um, and then in 2014 and 15, he moved to the British GT4 Championship, um, finished fourth and then 18th in the following season, and then moved into the GT3s in the British GTs, um, and has raced with from 2016 to 2018 with Team Parker Racing. Has a very good affinity there. I'm wondering whether there may be some sort of affinity leading on next season, if he wants it, with Jelly possibly moving to Team Parker and creating a two-car team, which is what they wanted to. Um, and he didn't do much racing last season because of the whole pandemic and 
such like. Um, so his last season of racing was in 2019 in the British GT3 Championship uh, for JRM Racing. Uh, had nine races, one win, two podiums, finished 11th overall. He's he's a passionate driver, uh, passionate about motorsport, and it will be interesting to see how he fits into the dynamic of that team. He's not young, he's 46 years old, and coming into a team where you've got two young hotshots in, in Boutel, sort of Ingram, I, I, I forget how young he still is. Yeah. And then and then you've got that, that relative experience of Smiley. I think that's a good base for him to have around him to be able to develop and do relatively well in that team. I'm not saying that he's going to go and grab a podium, go and grab a win, but I'm saying that he's going to be able to score points on a fairly regular basis, I think. Yeah, what I like about this, and let's get one thing straight, most drives on the grid have to pay for a drive and have to use money is a rich person's sport let's get that out of the way yeah. what i quite like with rick is that he has got a racing background at least and he has oh, got yeah. a lot of racing pedigree i'm not going to start naming names on the grid and going down that route but you look at some of the people who have you know i say that every most people apart from a handful of drivers have to buy their way onto the grid i completely accept that whether that's right or wrong is a debate for another day but with rick there is a good racing pedigree of it as well which i quite like and i i, I disagree with you i think he can grab a podium I think really I think he can I think he can because I know I've been quite down on the car and I was quite down on Tom Ingram's move there to begin with I, I've kind of come round a little bit the car is good enough to score a podium he is good enough to score a podium and I think that I think his racing pedigree in the overall is on a par with Smiley yeah he's not got the BTC experience but I think you look at the racing experience as a whole I think he's on the par with Smiley he's probably greater than Boutel but that's because of experience you'd expect that and there's only three or four drivers on a level of Tom Ingram on the grid so that's you know I, I think he probably can get the podium a win I don't know you never know what could happen in a reverse grid race um, but I I don't know I'm, I'm quite excited about having him on the grid actually when uh, this is a person who's gone the grid I haven't gone Ugh, that's a bit disappointing or that's at the expense of insert another better driver here you know this is what I'm actually genuinely excited about yeah, so um, part of the reason that he wasn't racing last year, apart from the pandemic, was also um, he went he underwent major surgery for Crohn's disease, mm. and so this is like him going right. This is my opportunity now. I want to go and chase the dream of racing British touring cars. And yes, he's got that backing there of money, but. As you say, he brings that driver pedigree with him as well. Um, so I think... I don't know. He, he's going to be a surprise entity, I think. How long before Tim Harvey gets a status quo pun in that oh, he's rocking all over the grid or something like that? Probably race three of the Actually, opening I can, I can, weekend. I can hear it now. I can hear it now. Rick Parfit is, of course, a GT person, but he didn't want to stick to the status quo. He wanted to go for the touring cars. You, you can guarantee it. You yeah, can guarantee yeah, yeah. it. You're groaning, but you can guarantee Tim Harvey. He's probably, you know, he'll, he'll be saying he's that writing lists at of some them point now. this season. He's going, yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got the greatest hits out. <laughs> right, yeah, that's a song title I can squeeze in there. Oh, dear. There will be a lot of, I imagine, yeah, quo-based yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 sayings yeah. and... 
puns, etc. But no, as I say, I am genuinely excited to see how you can do. But moving to speculation... Oh, hang on. Go on before we move, before we move to speculation street. Could he be a, a dark horse for Jack Sears? When you look at the eligible drivers, mm. yes. Because yes. there's not actually many... There's not many eligible at the moment as it is. Nope. Period. Um, obviously, Michael Kreese can't uh, defend it. It's, if the bonkers rule, if you win it, you can't defend it. That seems a bit odd to me, but but there we go. So, Kreese is il- eligible this season for it. So, I mean, how many are we looking at? Five, six, seven? Currently, there are eight drivers with three seats still to be announced that are eligible for the Jack Sears Trophy. So we've got Sam Smelt, Carl Bordley, Glyn Geddy, Sam Osborne, Andy Neat, Jade Edwards, Jack Butel, and Rick Parfit. And of those three seats still to announce, one will likely be Neil, so you can take that one out. Yep. And one will likely be... Well, one is definitely Nick. Pro- yeah, one's definitely Nick, so that is an extra entry. And Tother is possibly Bobby Thompson, who would be eligible, possibly Proctor, who wouldn't be. So I think at most we're looking at ten. Yeah, same. I I think it's a dark horse. I think Glyn Geddy's a dark horse as well. If we're going to go, if he can stay there all early season, dark horses. He is at Team Hard. If he can stay there all season, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can stay there all season, and if the car can perform, but I think that's a potential dark horse. As well. I think Butel is a, a dark horse as well in the same in the same machinery as Parfit as well. Yep. Um, okay, should we go to Speculation Street then? Because we mentioned there we've got three spaces to fill. Uh, and I make it. We've got several drivers who we several would like to or fill about them seven <laughs> could fill them with. Yeah, so I think let's start with some dri- a driver who was on the grid last year who we don't think will be back this year. Gornell has, we believe, gone back to the minis, so we won't be seeing Jiggy this season, unfortunately. Almost, almost certainly back at the minis. I think I saw on his Instagram that he was having seat fittings. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, Pretty sure he's gone back to his roots almost, and I expect him to be probably challenging for a title in the minis I as hope well. We, I hope he gets another crack at touring cars, I really do, because there was good signs. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it is an expensive sport, and when you run at the back or, or mid to back, then you are going to get involved in a few more scrapes. But I hope to have him back, perhaps a team hard contender in a couple of years or next year or partly mm. through this season, or Lord knows, we know what the team hard merry-go-round is like. Um, Next one, I think we can... He's been a former driver. I think we can discount him. Rob Carr, I don't think we're going to see back either. No. No, he's quite happy in GTs, having won the, won the title yep. last yep, season. I'd agree with you. Um, Bobby Thompson next. Now, one mm. of the biggest questions, I think, is, is he fit to race? Because, uh, obviously, after the crash at Croft, how severe were the injuries long-term? Has he been past fit to race? Does he feel comfortable racing? I think they're the biggest questions before we look at where could he fit. Um, obviously, he missed the last two rounds last year due to the injury. I know that Rob Collar took a fair while to get back to racing fitness, albeit he had a multiple concussions over a 12-month period. Um, yep. But yeah, I think that's the biggest question, is is he fit to race first and foremost? Assuming he is, do you think he's back on the grid? I, I've... I'm sure that was him in that Team Hard video that was released of, oh, who's this coming down as a little surprise, and then he rushes off behind the the advertising hoarding. It looked very much like him. However, with the fact that Nick Hamilton is confirmed he has a BTC drive, which I don't know where yet, 
that that kind of makes me question whether Bobby would go back to hard or whether Nick is there because they've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of promotional stuff of the the rocket car from last season and I don't know no I think the proper I think but go back to the, we'll start let's go back I'll start with the video I'm wondering whether that was Max Coates who is similar to Bobby uh, in He's got the wrong hair. No, but he might have had longer hair because of the lockdown. So, well, hasn't changed colour though. Well, he might have dyed it. Um, it could have been <laughs> knowing Team Harden the way they carry on with their jokes. It could have been Tony Gillum in a wig. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, true. Not out of the question. Um, I think Nick is with Team Hard, so I, I, I don't think Bobby's on the grid, unfortunately. And le- an outside <laughs> chance at PMR, maybe. Well, you, you've changed your mind, because I'm sure last time we spoke, you thought Nick was going to PMR. Yeah, but I can't decide whether all these things they've been doing this week are contractual that were agreed prior the pand- or during the pandemic and now being shot now because it's safe, or there's things in place now which means they can be shot, i.e. there was supposed to take place earlier, but due to COVID they were pushed back, or whether this is the fact that he's going to be there next season, albeit not in the Volkswagen, but then it makes sense, surely to do it with a new car unless it's contractual they had to do it with the old car I think that it's so bonkers what's and, going on and there. the amount of time the amount of times that Nick's put on the oh, announcement soon and then it's just these little snippets oh yes I've got my race licence oh yes I've signed my contract I've extended my deal with, with Rocket Racing it's like just just announce it we know you're on the grid just, just put us out of our misery but Rocket would work better at hard I think and it would at um PMR because you can have the yes. Rocket can be the lead sponsor. They, I don't think they can be the lead sponsor at PMR. It could be PMR Rocket, but which sounds really cool. But I mean, it's uh, yeah. And is it dynamics? I think the simple, very quick answer is no. no. So is it PMR? I don't think so. I think it is hard, and I think that if that was Bobby, I wonder if he's going to be in the minis this year for hard, maybe. Yeah, as you say, his his health is a, a small question, one that I hadn't really considered until you mentioned it. Um, I I would assume that he is better, but we we can't assume with things like concussion. I mean, head injuries are so each one's so unique. You see it in football and yep. rugby that some players don't come back. We obviously it was the nineteen-year-old Peterborough United player who's retired after. I know it's not the same head injury, but a head injury. Equally, Raul Jimenez, who had his skull fracture, is back in training with Wolves. So, I mean, a lot of it all does depend on the severity of the injury and long-term risks, you know. Is it a case of, I think, was Ryan Mason, the footballer, told if he heads another ball, it could kill him? So, it's just difficult to know what level he is at. And obviously, that's a private matter to him and one that's not been disclosed, which is completely fair enough. But, you know, that's the first question to ask. I think that perhaps he drops down to the minis, which would be a little bit harsh, but maybe even on 2022 for hard in the hybrid era. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's on the grid. We know Nick Hamilton obviously, is. Obviously, that may not have been him at hard, and he, he could even still drop down to the minis with Accelerate. Possibly so. Or, or his own team. Or his own team, yeah. I think that moving to Dynamics... Which, so I'm, I'm going to say that Nick Hamilton's the fourth driver at hard. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you agree or disagree? It makes the most sense. Yeah. But do you agree? To, but do you agree or disagree? It makes the most sense. I'm not committing to anything yet. 
Mm. You, you've always had BMW, so I mean, you know, your net Hamilton radar is really askew. Hey, you you were worried about that consideration at one point. Only because I bet two crates of beer on it. <laughs> okay, so moving to dynamics, I think this is the one we can speculate about the least. It's going to be Matt Neal. I don't know why they're dragging it out so long. Um, but what's the other option, really? It's, it's too I late for another option. It's one of three people. It's Matt Neal. Three? It's Henry... It's what is yes. Bear with me. It's Matt Neal. It's Henry Neal, or it's Shedden. The, there are the o- they are the only three drivers that would go into that team that Matt Neal and Father would be happy to come in and take that seat. Yeah, some of the rumours on the rumour mill today is that Giovinardi's on his way back for the 2021 campaign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm I'm shrugging that one off as, as soon as look at it as well. Um, he wouldn't be allowed right, in the country. True. Uh, <laughs> you're right. You're, you are right, I think, with those three people, albeit that I think there's an 80-10-10 chance with those three. Yes. I think Henry will be in the TCRs. I don't think he's ready yet for the step up. Um, and there's no rush. He knows there's no rush because, you know, Matt Neal's dad owns the team. Matt will then own the team after him. There's no rush. That seat is there at some point. Yep. So there's no rush on that point of view. And Shedden, yeah, you imagine he was he would be the go-to man my only, reserve, is is, my only thinking is that my only thinking is is Neil has he had another accident that we don't know about? I mean, he's always <laughs> doing problems before the season starts. It, uh, are they waiting for a fitness test or something? I, I don't know why he's not been announced yet. I don't. I can't quite work it out why he's that's not been done. Okay, can we just put something out there that we have both speculated about? Is that a, a season of Jason Plato and Matt Neil at PMR? Just putting it out there. Because if it happens, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but if it doesn't, yeah, it, yeah it, it's kind of expected. I, I think that's a, an absolute one in 100,000 chance that Neil and Plato race on the same team together. Oh, imagine uh, and it. I think if it. Well, I think if it had to be done, it'd be more Plato would be at Dynamics and Neil would be at PMR. But yeah, but yeah, I think that's that's not going to happen. I, I I would be prepared to bet those two crates of beer again that it's Matt Neal at Dynamics. I don't think you'd argue against me, to be honest, if no, you were put... No. no. So, I think the seat with the most debate on it is PMR, because I, I make it that there's three or four drivers who are in contention for the PMR seat. So, we've got Proctor, who we know is now not back at Accelerate, who has been Which I think is really PMR. harsh, by the way. Yes, so do I. Um who has been at PMR before, brings decent amount of money. Um, and with the fact that PMR are having this development driver with Jack Constable, is Plato only staying one season, or are they looking for a driver to only do one season this year to fill that spot? I think it's probably a little of column A, a little of column B, i.e. that decision will be up to Jason Plato at the end of this season. Yep. Um, that Constable will either be Plato's teammate or somebody else's teammate but I think ultimately that will be a Plato call at the end of this year I have a feeling Plato won't move into the hybrid era um, or if he does I've got a feeling he might not do it with PMR I think he okay. might if he moves across I I think he might want to go somewhere else I don't know he, do, he doesn't stay anywhere too long does he no no so possibly he might go somewhere else but we'll have to see um, I think Proctor's a good option for PMR having been there before knows the setup did fairly well at PMR as well um, albeit that was when the Voxel was newer but 
still did fairly well whilst there. I think it's harsh he's not with Accelerate. I don't know why he's not with Accelerate because he certainly brings the money, he certainly brings the sponsorship and I think he was the better at the two drivers last year by not a considerable margin but a, a large enough margin. Categorically he was, he out, outscored Smiley but I think Smiley is the cheaper option for them. Possibly so. Um, who else could be at PMR then? Well, Nick Hamilton could be, but as we discussed, I don't think he will be because I don't think the Rocket sponsorship works yep. the way it needs to for PMR. Bobby Thompson could be. That could work. Plato does like sometimes having a young, younger person with him as a teammate. Bobby is a good enough driver. Could could work. Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm going to go with my heart rather than my head. I would... And you know I, exactly what I'm I know say. what's coming. <laughs> It's Rob Austin, and yeah. I really, really, really hope it is Rob Austin. Having driven there last season and been by far and away the best of the drivers there uh, who did the, the guest drives. He could quite would... easily fit in for just the season as well. Absolutely, and him and Plato, I think, get on. I don't think there's any problems there. They're cool. both you know, characters, um, and for one season, it could work. Now, when uh, the uh, Mr. Weaver, the PMR uh head honcho was explaining that Matt Jackson wasn't going to be on the grid he mentioned that there's uh, a couple of drivers in the frame it's all about putting the the right deal together so I'm surprised that they haven't signed any deal yet I I understand well, I that know. they have different different drivers in the frame but that suggests that no one is confirmed and they they don't know what direction they're going in yet well I also read it as two other possibles. One, it's the case of the deal has been done weeks ago and they're just making it more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that comes to mind is how long were they giving Matt Jackson to try and make this work? Yeah. You know, because he was given the op- first option, etc. How long were they willing to... Particularly if the season being pushed back and we're not going to be racing until May at the earliest. We think it might get pushed back again. Um, how long were they willing to give Matt to try and get a deal together? Um, I wonder if that's perhaps why it's taking so long. Um I want it to be Austin. Do I think it's going to be Austin? No. Mm. But I want it to be. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, the problem is I don't really see a clear front runner for PMR. Now, if, if you take uh, Weaver at his word that no deal is signed and there is um, uh, negotiations taking place, that would preclude Nick Hamilton on the basis that yep. he has got a BTC deal signed if you take him at his word um, and therefore that would suggest he's at hard or dynamics and that would suggest he's at hard Yes. Um, I think PMI is the most interesting one now oh as yeah I, I think the sensible option is Proctor because he's been there before and brings sponsorship but do PMI want to make a, make a point of going for someone who is going to get the fans in, going to get the people to the stall, going to get the people to the, the PMR tent and the truck. And that person is probably going to be somebody like Rob Austin. I, I thought Parfit might have been there, to be honest with you. Yeah, so did I. Um, especially oh, as I, he's, I think PMR's... Especially as he said he was looking to try and get sponsorship together. Yeah. I, I think PMR is the most interesting of the three seats left because I think there's the most ambiguity over the seat. Um... And this, as a real wild card, though it's definitely not going to happen. This is just me having a bit of fun before we come to a close. Matt Neal and Jason are now good friends, so uh, 
Neil Jr. goes to PMR to race alongside Jason Plato and learn from that would be a baptism of fire. I think Plato would make it his mission to push him off the track more often than he did his father. So, yeah, no, that's just pure, yeah, laughable rather than anything serious. Um, go on then. Who do you think is going to be the driver at PMR? We'll, we'll, we'll fill we'll fill the last three seats and see who gets. Closest. Uh, so I think the last three seats will be Neil at Dynamics, as in Matt Neil, um, Nick Hamilton at Team Hard, and Senna Proctor at PMR. You've gone very safe, um, and they make the most sense. I'm going to go with yeah, Matt Neil will be at Dynamics, Nick Hamilton will be at Hard, and Bobby Thompson will be at PMR. Okay. Interesting. Although I, 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 as much as I think Bobby deserves a place on the grid, and he, I think he really does. Mm. I, desperate to see Rob Austin back racing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying when I when I say this, I don't mean he could have been a champion. But Rob Austin's career is very much what could have been oh, because yeah. he was, and is a very very good driver. Yep. Now I, I don't think he's pedigree enough to compete at the top, but certainly his numbers should be way higher than they are because he is top top driver. Uh, well, that probably brings us to the end of the uh, speculation. Uh, one final piece of news that has been announced today, I believe, um, is that Media Day. Um, the the anticipation is high, um, and that will be commencing on the 22nd of April at Silverstone. Um, it looks like it will be a closed day to uh, spectators, unfortunately. I kind of expected for that time in the, the stages of getting out of the, the lockdown from the pandemic. Um, however, that doesn't leave too much time between then and the first race of the season, so I wonder whether they are considering pushing the, the start of the season back. I think that depending on... I think the problem is that they've effectively got two years racing to get into these tracks so it's going to be a case of what have tracks already signed up to, to host yeah. um, with the media day I hope though I don't think it will happen but I hope maybe ITV cover it it'd be good if they did because obviously people can't go they don't, they don't normally cover it but perhaps they could or Motorsport TV might it'd be, it'd be awesome if we could have some coverage of this year given the fact that nobody can yeah. go um, and we're all so looking forward to having the racing back It'd be nice if we could have some form of, of coverage of it, but we'll have to see on that. Yeah, well, um, we'll be looking to bring you another podcast um, when we have, hopefully, the final grid tied up, depending how quickly that happens. Um, keep an eye out on our website, as we will be posting weekly updates of the confirmed drivers that will be taking part in the 2021 season so far. We already have three up there, the BTC Racing Crew, uh, with Jade Edwards, Michael Kreese and Josh Cook. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it, I hope you are now fully up to date with all the goings on in British Touring Cars um, in the off-season, and... Um, Enjoy the nice weather that has finally come around and uh, we'll be back soon with more updates for you. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. 
and you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 